Greetings to you all in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and welcome to Shear Jashub. Shear Jashub is a Bible study program brought to you by the Church Fellowship of Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. My name is Patty Scalzo, and my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, has been teaching a series on heavenly authority. In our last program, Pastor was in the book of Judges, teaching from the section on Gideon. We saw how the Lord reduced the number of Gideon's men down to 300 to bring glory to himself, selecting those who willingly answered the call, were not fearful of men, but were watchful, standing in God's power and lapping up all that God had for them, zealous in his Holy Spirit. So now let's rejoin Pastor Greg for the conclusion of his Sunday sermon. There's a lesson for us here that a few dedicated, disciplined, anointed disciples are better than throngs of uncommitted or lukewarm participants, and that God can win a victory with a fully committed, spirit-filled minority. That's the right stuff. Let's see what happens. There's these 135,000, the Midianites. So at 300, they're now outnumbered 450 to 1. It tells us in verse 12 that the Midianites, the Amalekites, the people of the East were as numerous as locusts. Uh, in verse 8, it says, So the people took provisions and their trumpets in their hands. And he sent away all the rest of Israel, every man to his tent. He sent them all home and retained those 300 men. And the camp of Midian was below him in the valley. And they have their trumpets. Now God has to still deal with a little fear that's left in Gideon. And Gideon's human like anyone else. So there's still something remaining. And he allows him and his companion to go down into the enemy camp. And he overhears, you read about this in verses 10 to 14 of chapter 7, he overhears a man of the enemy telling his companion of a dream where a loaf of barley bread tumbled into the Midianite camp, striking a tent, and the tent collapsed. And his companion, when he hears the dream, interprets this as Gideon coming into the camp and God delivering the Midianites into the hands of of Israel. And you see something spiritual happening in that valley of Jezreel over this large number of, of Midianite troops. Fear is growing in them. And Gideon, number one, hears of this dream, and it's another confirmation of the will of God. And he sees how God is putting a spirit of fear upon the enemy. And so he goes back and it says, in verse 15, and so it was when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and its interpretation that he worshipped. And worship is important before you go into any battle. And he returned to the camp of Israel and said, Arise, arise, now is the appointed time. What is the time of the Lord? This is God's time, this is God's will, and now we have God's way. Arise, for the Lord has delivered the camp of Midian into your hand. And he divided the 300 men into three companies. 
He put a trumpet into every man's hand with empty pitches and torches inside the pitches. And he said to them, look at me and do likewise. Watch. And when I come to the edge of the camp, you shall do as I do. So again, you need to have clear direction from your leadership. Gideon is giving clear directions. Do as I do. And you need watch. You need diligent followers. Maybe if some of those fearful ones had stayed, they would not have followed and they would have loused everyone else up. Maybe if those who were half committed and sipped, if they had stayed, they would not have been diligent to follow. But now these 300 will be diligent and they watch Gideon for his lead. Verse 18, when I blow the trumpet, I and all who are with me, then you also blow the trumpets on every side of the whole camp and say, the sword of the Lord Yahweh and of Gideon. The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. These 300 are going to go around the camp, all sides of the camp, up above, and they'll blow the trumpet when Gideon blows the trumpet. So Gideon and the hundred men who were with him came to the outpost of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch, just as they had posted the watch, and they blew the trumpets and broke the pitches that were in their hands. Then the three companies blew the trumpets and broke the pitches. They held the torches in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands for blowing, and they cried, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And every man stood in his place all around the camp. Very important scripture. Every man stood in his place all around the camp. When each individual does what they're supposed to do and stands in their place, you don't need 10,000. You don't need 1,000. When everyone does what they're supposed to do, Consider the Midianites and the Amalekites. They're a great number, but they're disorganized. They're not righteous, and they're afraid. And all of a sudden, they hear 300 trumpets blowing all around them. They hear 300. They don't know their pitches. They just hear all this breaking all around them. What do they think they are? They must think these are all the footsteps of the troops that are up above them. They see torches, light, surrounding them. And they hear shouts in unison. Could you imagine 300 people shouting in unison what it must have sounded like? It must have sounded like hundreds of thousands. The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And they're afraid already. And with those few, God took the sound and the sight of those few and he multiplies it because they work in unison under the anointing of God's Spirit. This is critical for the church to work. It's critical in our study of authority. Every man in his place around that camp, God takes and multiplies, and it's an enormous sound and an enormous sight, and the enemy that's disorganized and afraid doesn't make a difference how many. It says, the whole army ran and cried out and fled. Verse 22, when the 300 blew the trumpets, the Lord set every man's sword against his companion. Now God comes in. He strikes fear in their hearts. He takes common sense away. The only way we can have courage, the only way we can have righteousness, the only way we can do what's right and stand is when God anoints us to. 
And when we forget the Lord God, he takes even our common sense away. And he comes down upon that camp, and there's a spirit of fear. Not only that, they turn on each other. The enemy will turn on itself. A house divided against itself cannot stand. They start to kill each other. If one wants to flee and the other one says, stop, we got to stand, the one turns around and kills his companion. They wind up slaughtering themselves. He sets every man's sword against his companion throughout the whole camp, and the army fled. They flee those areas there you read about. In verse 22, they're going back. They're going back across the Jordan. They're trying to get back into the Transjordan on the other side. They ran. They cried. They fled. They turned against each other as God multiplies this sound. Verse 23, and the men of Israel gathered together from Naphtali, Asher, and all Manasseh and pursued the Midianites. Now others can come in. Then Gideon sent messages throughout all the mountains of Ephraim, saying, Come down against the Midianites, and seize from them the watering places as far as Bethbara and the Jordan. And then all the men of Ephraim gathered together and seized the watering places. And they seized two of their princes, and they killed two of the princes of the Midianites. The others can come in now. Ephraim had not even been called back in chapter 6. Verse 35, matter of fact, you'll read in chapter 8 that the Ephraimites are mad at Gideon. Why didn't you call us to join you in battle? Now that the enemy is routed, the rest can come in and do what has to be done. But they never would have been routed. They never would have left. They were in their might. 135,000 of Valley of Jezreel. And they were routed by the fear of God and 300 dedicated anointed, faithful men who follow the leadership of Gideon, each man standing in his own place, surrounding the enemy. And you know what we said, that what is physical in the Old Testament is spiritual in the New Testament. This is the battle we do in heavenly realms against demons and principalities that try to destroy our families and destroy our communities. We have to stand as believers in faith and each person take their place and by the Holy Spirit make a mighty sound. Hold up the light of the gospel. Sound the trumpet call of the name of Jesus Christ. Remember the sword of the word of God, the sword of the Lord, and proclaim it clearly. And what God can do is take the sound of 300 and completely rout the enemy. The Midianites are thrown into panic. They flee. They think they're safe. Gideon follows them. In chapter 8, it says, uh, Then Gideon went up by the road of those who dwell in tents on the east of Nobah, uh, and he attacked the army while the camp felt secure. They, still, they think they're secure. They reached where they wanted to go. The Ephraimites have brought the heads of the princes to Gideon on the other side of the Jordan. Then Gideon, the son of Joash, returned from battle. It says he routed the whole army. He took the two kings of Midian, routed the whole army, and he returns from battle. He's successful. The allies have killed all that are left. They've captured many, and he's hunted down the very last of those who have for years, every year, come into Israel destroy the wheat 
made the Israelites flee with their children up into the mountains without food and ravaged their whole land. They're finally conquered. The enemy is destroyed because they were faithful. They responded to the call. They stood in the place they were supposed to stand and they were zealous for the things of God. Better to have 300 dedicated, anointed, spirit-filled, better to have the small than the magnificent and the large, which is dead. Better the small with the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the example you give us of leadership and commitment in the example of Gideon. Dear Father, we pray that we would not be caught up in trappings and size and buildings in the church of Jesus Christ, but that each person would seek your face and the role you have for that individual. Lord, that we would lap up and thirst and drink of all that you have for us, the living water in your Holy Spirit, that we would be useful servants with the mind of Christ making a mighty noise unto the Lord, that the enemy would be routed, that fear would come upon the camp, and that there would be a victory, Father, that would bring glory to your name. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you would like to write to us or feel led of the Lord to help support our church's outreach, our address is Shir Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. And if you will be in the Madison, Connecticut area, Sheer Jashub Christian Tabernacle Sunday service is at 10 a.m. at the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Join us next time for Sheer Jashub.